0: Welcome inside another episode of the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast. I'm Ian Sacks. Hope you all had a very good Valentine's Day and President's Day weekend. And we had a full slate of games on both sides. Three series on the men's side and a full five series on the women's side. So let's get into the standings and then recap all of the action. We'll start with the standings on the men's side. Idle Monmouth is still in first place with 10 wins. They're 10 and 4. Sienna right behind them at 8 and 2. Then St. Peter's and Marist each with 7 wins. The Peacocks are 7 and 5. The Red Foxes 7 and 7. Niagara is 6 and 8. Canisius Is at five and three, Fairfield five and nine, Manhattan also five and nine, Iona four and two, Ryder four and eight, and Quinnipiac rounds it out at three and seven. Over on the women's side, Marist creating some separation now at 12 and two, then behind them in a tie for second place, Quinnipiac and Manhattan each at nine and three. St. Peter's is 6 and 7 Fairfield 6 and 6 Rider 5 and 13 they have completed their regular season now with those 18 games in the books so a credit to Lynn Milligan and her staff and her team for being able to play and get through an entire season without uh, any cancellations they played everyone two times they did the full the Double round robin, the two series against everyone. So, a big time credit to Ryder. They can enjoy a couple of weeks off now before we get to the MAC tournament next month in Atlantic City. Behind Ryder is Iona at three and five, Siena at two and four, Niagara also two and four, Monmouth is two and seven, and Canisius rounds it out at 0 oh and four. The Griffs though, are done for the season. So we will get into the action and we will start with the best rivalry in the Mac Iona versus Manhattan in men's basketball and so many storylines to dive into on this series. It was the 99th and the 100th meeting between these two teams. Iona coming off of a nation long 51 day layoff uh, it is Rick Patino versus his protege, former player, former uh, ball boy with the Knicks, Steve Masiello. First time that these two are squaring off in a conference game here in the MAC. Of course, they did score off when Manhattan faced Louisville in the NCAA tournament several years ago. But it is just an added wrinkle into this already storied rivalry. The two campuses, the two closest of any two MAC schools. And it was Iona who picked up the victory in game one, 85 to 67. The Gales led by 20 at halftime, 49 to 29. They led by as much. As 28 at one point, the Gales shot 62% from the floor in the game, 58% from three in that first half. Iona would ultimately shoot 50% from the floor for the game. Beric-John Louis leading the way for the Gales with a career-high 16 points, eight rebounds. He shot six of 11 from the floor, including three of four from three-point land. Nelly Jr. Joseph with 15 points. And seven rebounds. Ryan Myers and Asante Gist each chipping in 13 points. And then Isaiah Ross, who, who was the MAC leading scorer, and during the uh, weekend, a very quiet 11 points, limited minutes due to foul trouble. And the Gales getting the appearance of. The 7-footer Osborne Shima making his Iona debut. He had 2 points and 2 rebounds in 12 minutes of action. The Jaspers led by Elijah Buchanan's 15 points, 5 rebounds, 4 steal performance. He also tallied a career-high 3 blocks. Samba Diallo had 14 points and 8 rebounds. Warren Williams and Ant Nelson each scored 12 points in the game. Williams also pulled down Eight rebounds and four blocks. Then the following day, the Jaspers pulled out a 77 to 70 victory to salvage the split. It is Manhattan's first win at the Hind Center since 2012, and it snaps a five-game skid for Massiello's club. Manhattan led by 15. At one point, the Gales used a 12-0 run to pull back in this contest they actually took the lead late in the game but manhattan would pull out the victory and uh, a big part to elijah buchanan who hit a dagger three-pointer late in the game to really seal the victory for the jaspers and he would have himself an incredible game career highs in points rebounds and assists 26 points 13 rebounds, seven assists, good for his first double-double. Williams with a double-double as well, 12 points and 10 rebounds. It's his Mac best fifth double-double. Nelson also with 12 points once again, and Samir Stewart also in double figures with 11 points. For the Gales, Ross led the way with 19 points and five rebounds. Jean-Louis, uh, matching his point total from the day before, 16.7 rebounds, three steals in a full 40 minutes played. Junior Joseph would tally 11 points and six rebounds. And Shima with a an impressive nine points, three rebounds, two steals, two assists in 16 minutes of action, his second game uh, out there on the court for the Maroon and Gold. And talk about ending streaks. Uh, so Iona came off of a 51-day layoff. Uh, Canisius snapping their 40-plus day layoff as well. And they showed a little bit of rust in the beginning in their matchup against Quinnipiac. But the Griffs would ultimately come away with the sweep. The first game, Canisius won 74-67. to 67. They overcame a 15-point deficit in this contest. The Griffs shot 51.5% in the second half, outscoring Quinnipiac 53-33 to over those final 20 minutes of the game. And it was the at the free throw line where they put the game on ice, made non free throws over the final 55 seconds of the contest. Jacko Fritz tied a career high with 18 points and nine rebounds. Amadou Fofana had 16 points, 13 of which came in the second half, and Malik Morris narrowly missed a double-double with 11 points and 9 rebounds. Quinnipiac was led by Jacob Bregoni's 17 points and 5 rebounds. He tied a season high with 5 three-pointers. Savion Lewis also tallied a season high 16 points and 5 rebounds. Seth Pinckney just missed a double nine points, 10 rebounds, and 4 blocks. Then the following day, Canisius Pulling out an 89 to 70 victory over the Bobcats, the Golden Griff's shot an even 50 percent from the floor for the game, 55 percent in that first half, and it's the fourth straight victory for Canisius over Quinnipiac. Majesty Brandon had 17 points, five rebounds, and a career high four blocks. Jordan Henderson had. 13 points as well as a career-high 8 rebounds. Fritz also chipped in 13 points in the contest. Lewis led the way for Quinnipiac with 15 points. Rigoni and Pinckney each with 9 points apiece. And then the final men's series was Fairfield and St. Peter's. The two teams split in the series. Fairfield taking the first one 55-50. to The Stags trailed Fifteen to five uh, midway through the first half, but then they had somewhat of a surge in the final few minutes of the first half, and it was tied at seventeen at halftime. A very defensive first half between these two clubs, and the offense is really struggling to shoot the ball. They were combined one for eighteen from three-point land, and neither side shot above twenty-five percent in the first half but then the offenses started to open up a bit in the second half as st peters would surge out to an 11 point lead with 11 and a half minutes to go but then it was all fairfield down the stretch they closed the game on a 29 to 13 run to seal the five point victory Todd benning leading the way with 20 points back-to-back 20 point performances for him chris Mato had 13 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 steals. Jake Wojcik also in double figures with an even 10 points. Matthew Lee led the way for the Peacocks with 11 points and 4 rebounds. Daryl Banks the third 10 points. And Tara J break scored his 1,000th career point. He had 4 points in the contest. Then the following day, St. Peter's would pull out a 66 to 49 victory over Fairfield, and they led by 13 at the half. The Stags would pull within six in that second half, but it was an 11 to two run for St. Peter's that would ultimately ice the game. The Peacocks are now six and one at home, despite not even playing at their traditional home court as the Yanatelli Center is being renovated. They're playing at New Jersey City University's john J. moore athletic center casey nadefo tallying a career high 20 points as well as nine rebounds three assists and three blocks banks with 18 points and lee tallying 10 points and four assists Wojcick was the high man for fairfield with 15 points and jesus cruz tallied 10 points and five rebounds off the bench Flipping over to the women's side as it was the showdown for bragging rights in the Nutmeg State. Quinnipiac taking on Fairfield. These two teams both picked to finish tied for second in the preseason coaches poll. Just one point behind the preseason favorite Manhattan Jaspers. And this showdown did not disappoint, specifically if you are a Bobcat fan, as Quinnipiac pulled off the weekend sweep of Fairfield. The Bobcats winning the first one, 67-55. Fairfield led by six after the first quarter. But over the final three quarters, Quinnipiac would outscore the Stags, 55-37. The Bobcats won the rebounding battle, 41-29. to uh, Quinnipiac shot 29% in the first half and 58% over the second 20 minutes of action. Michaela Morris had 19 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. Mackenzie DeWeese had a double-double with 17 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 steals. Rose Caverly with 18 points on 5 three-pointers. Fairfield was led by preseason player of the year Lou Lopez-Senichal with 20 points, it's a second straight 20-point performance for her. Katie Armstrong had 12 points and 7 blocks. Andrea Hernan Gomez had 11 points and a team-high 8 rebounds. Rachel Hicks dished out 10 assists. It's the third time this season that she's hit double digits for helpers. She entered the game second in the country with 7.4 assists per contest. And then the following night, it was Quinnipiac again pulling off a double-digit victory over Fairfield, this time winning 60-44. to The Bobcats used a 12-0 run in the second quarter to seize control of this game, a contest in which they never trailed. Caverly led the way with 17 points. Chara Bicini had nine points. And then three Bobcats would chip in seven points. Morris, Deweese, and Vanessa Udoji. Uh, Lopez Senachal once again, the high person for Fairfield. She had 17 points. Armstrong had eight points and 10 rebounds. And a great moment in this contest was when Quinnipiac sophomore Cat Almeida stepped on to the court. Uh, it's her first action since recovering from cancer in the fall, she would ultimately pull down or record one block in four minutes of action. So a very nice sight to see her back in the action and back on the court for Quinnipiac. Elsewhere around the Mac, Manhattan and Iona, we talked about the showdown on the men's side. now on the women's side Manhattan, pulled off the weekend sweep of Iona. The Gales coming off of a 42 day pause. That's the longest in the MAC and the second longest of anyone in the country to UC Davis's 59 day layoff. But Manhattan won the first game 64 to 48. The Jaspers led by 15 at halftime and then cruised in the second half. They had 21 assists on 28 field goals, dominated the glass with a 17-rebound advantage, and they held the Gales scoreless on second-chance points, and they had 21 points themselves there. D.D. Davis matching a season high with 19 points. Pamela Mycias a career high, 16 points and 6 rebounds, and Courtney Worley, with her 20th career double-double, 14 points and 10 rebounds. The Gales were led by their newest acquisi- acquisition, a mid-year transfer from NYIT Ketsia Atheist. She had 12 points in 25 minutes. Juana Camilion was the next highest with 9 points and 5, re- five rebounds and 5 steals. And Paula Weeks would have 8 points for the Gales. Then the following day, it was a much more defensive Contest as it was a four point victory for Manhattan, 48 to 44. But at halftime, the Gales led by seven, 19 to 12. Uh, The Gales closed the half on a 10 to 3 run, and they held Manhattan to just three of 25 shooting in that opening 20 minutes. Uh, the offenses would pick up a little bit in the second half, but not so as both teams held below 50 points. And now Manhattan coach Heather Vulan is now 26-2 when holding opponents below 50 points. Seven of those times has been against Iona. And as for Billy Chambers, Iona's coach, uh, she is now 25-3 and when holding an opponent below 50. 50 points. So just the third loss that she has suffered when holding an opponent below that 50 point plateau. The Gales doing a much better job on the glass in this game as they held Manhattan to just five second chance points. The Gales had six. As I mentioned a moment ago, it was 21 to 0 in favor of Manhattan in game one of this series. Down to the Wire in the final few minutes of the contest. A game tied at 39 and then six straight points for the Jaspers to pull ahead. Iona would pull back within two in the final seconds, but Davis would knock down a pair of free throws to seal the victory for Manhattan. She would finish with 18 points, 11 of which came in that fourth quarter. Worley with 12 points seven rebounds and two steals my eight points and eight rebounds Camilleon would be the high person for the gales as she had 14 points and eight rebounds as well as three steals olivia Vezaldinos in double figures with 10 points and atheist just missed a double double with eight points and 10 rebounds so we talked about the top three teams that were set in the preseason Poll, but how about the team who's in first right now, Marist? They picked up two dominant wins over Siena. The Red Fox is winning the first one 69 to 44. They outscored the Saints by 16 in the second half. Trinitia Kennedy had 13 points in the game, 10 of which came. Over the final 20 minutes of action, Willow Duffel had 10 points and 8 rebounds. Caitlin Weimer career high, 17 rebounds to go along with four blocks, three steals, three assists, getting it done on the defensive end uh, was Weimer and Margot Peterson led the way for Siena with 18 points and five rebounds. The Saints were without their the Mac leading scorer, Isis Young for this contest. And then the following day, Marist won again, sixty to forty-four, a very similar score. It's now a extending Marist winning streak to six straight games. The Red Foxes have won nine of their last ten, and get this, they have won twenty-five straight contests against teams from New York State. This one was all Marist out of the gate. They raced out to a 20-2 lead uh, over the first 10 minutes of action. But Siena would claw back into this contest, pulled within six late in the third quarter. But then the Red Foxes would pull away again in the fourth quarter. Sarah Barcelo with 14 points in the contest to lead the way for Maris Duffel with a double-double 13 points and 12 rebounds. Allie Best 8 points and 3 steals. 3 assists rather. Uh, she is now in sole possession of 10th place on the Marist career ledger for assists. Kendall Crick had 8 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 steals. Leading the way for Siena was Ashley Williamson's 15 points. Lala Watts had 13 points on six of nine shooting. As well as four rebounds. Jumping over to the showdown between Niagara and Ryder. These two teams split the series as Niagara won the first game 65 to 59. It's the Purple Eagles' first road victory of the season, and they prevailed despite shooting one of 14 from three-point land. Ryder didn't shoot it much better from deep as The Bronx were just three of 19 from beyond the arc. Niagara uh, won the fourth quarter by four points, had a pair of eight Oh runs to extend the lead to 10 on two separate occasions, but Rodder kept trying to claw back into it. But, Ultimately, too little, too late. Angel Parker led the way for the Purple Eagles with a double-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. It's her second double-double of the season. Sydney Falcone had 10 points and a career-high 8 rebounds. Ali Hart, 10 points as well. Olivia Mason, also in double figures, at 10 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 steals. And Maddie Yell would round out 5 players in double figures, for the Purple Eagles, as she also tallied 10 points. Michaela Fireball led the way for Ryder with 19 points. Maya Hyacinth, 14 points, 3 rebounds. And Rafaela Toussaint had 9 points and 6 rebounds. Then the following day, for uh, on senior day for the Bronx, they would come out with a 68 to 54 victory, sparked in large part by a Third quarter in which they outscored the Purple Eagles by 15. They used a 13-0 to zero run, which turned a deficit at halftime into the lead. They shot 73% in that third quarter, and the defense working as well for Lynn Milligan's staff, holding Niagara to 25% shooting in the second half. Hyacinth led the way this time with 17 points, three blocks, and three rebounds. Fireball chipped in 13 points and five assists, and Deja Moses had 10 points and five rebounds. Yell tallied career highs, 18 points and nine rebounds, as well as three steals for Niagara. Hart chipped in 13 points as well. And then the final series on the women's side St. Peters and Monmouth these two teams also split the showdown St. Peters winning the first one 70 to 60 it's this it was the 6th Mac win for Mark Mitchell's club which matches last year's total which was their best performance in a decade so how did they get this win they used a 10 to 2 run to open up a 51-29 to 29 lead in that third quarter. But the Hawks would battle back with an 18-2 to two spurt of their own to pull within six. St. Peter's forced 21 turnovers and turned that into 26 points. Kendrea Williams leading the way with 20 points on 8-of-13 shooting. Also knocked down two of her five three-point attempts. Taya Thornton had 12 points and Asia James 8 points and 9 rebounds. Gabrielle Wenner with a career high 14 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 3 steals in the contest. Bell Cranble had 11 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 blocks. And Jania Hall had 11 points for the Hawks. And then the following day, it was a Monmouth victory, 63 to 57. The Hawks shot 51% in the game compared to just 27% for the Peacocks. Monmouth trailed by one at halftime, but then used the big second half to pull out the victory. And they closed the game on a 16 to 4 run. Cranbolt had a career day with 20 points. That's a career high on nine of 11 shooting 16 rebounds and four blocks. It's her fifth straight game in double figures. And now her third double double in that stretch. She's leading the Mac with 3.1 blocks per contest. Ariana Vanderhoop tallied a career high 10 points in the contest Uh, both of them, both Cranville and Vanderhoop are freshmen for Jody Craig's club. And how about this? The Monmouth freshman shooting or scoring 99 out of Monmouth's 123 points in the two contests. That's a hair over 80% of their points for the weekend for St. Peter's. They were led once again by Williams 23 points and five rebounds, and Thornton also chipped in 16 points. Time now, before we say goodbye, to look at our three stars of the week. Star number one would be the teams returning to action. So good to finally see them get back on the court. Uh, Iona men snapping a 51-day layoff. Canisius men were held off for more than 40 days, and the Iona women returning to action after a 42-day layoff. Star number two belongs to the Monmouth freshman. I mentioned them a moment ago, scoring 99 of the Hawks, 123 points for the weekend. And Cranball leading the way for them once again, 11 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 blocks. In the first contest, career-high 20 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 blocks in the second game this weekend. And star number three would be the Quinnipiac sophomore forward, Kat Almeida, who returned to action after recovering from cancer in the fall. So good to see her step out onto the court. And we look forward to her playing many more minutes in a Bobcat uniform. So that will do it for this week on the Mac Hoops Shootaround Podcast. So much action that we dove into. So much more action coming up. We will catch you next week for more Mac hoops.